This is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover, our continuing coverage of Dragon Quest XI S, Echoes of an Elusive Age, so that Chris doesn't have to fill all that in. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I am unfortunately going to have to correct you, because it's Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, then S. My apologies. I know. It, it, it's Honestly, it's upsetting that after, what, this is the fourth episode that you just can't seem to get it right. I believe it's the third. Really? You sure about that? I'm pretty sure 55 was the first one. Or was it 56? It was 56, wasn't it? It was actually 57. I swear 56 was the first one. I don't know, man. <laughs> who, who knows? So it's, a num- I, it's a number. You know what? I'm just going to have to trust your judgment on this one, even though you're, the name is wrong over and over. But it is episode 59. That is correct. That I know for a certainty, I think. <laughs> we're going to go with it. So when we left off last episode, we were just getting ready to go save the sister of our little kid super mage. Oh, that's right. We don't know her name yet. I think we do. I think it's Veronica, but we don't know the sister's name. I well, we I don't think name. she introduces herself as, did she? I don't think she, I think she was still question mark. I think she was still girl until you found her sister. I don't know. Maybe she was. Regardless. Her name's Veronica, I guess. Spoilers for, you know, five minutes from now. I don't know. I did think it was weird that it took her a while to give you her name. Maybe it was when you decided to help her. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think it's when she joined you as like a guest. that she, well, actually she looks you. at you first and she's like, I know who you are, by the way. Cool. <sighs> okay. Like, I don't know you. So would you t- the only. Oh, that's right. I'm pretty sure we, we mentioned this because obviously she knew who I was because I kicked open the door and yelled, I'm the luminary, and then threw fireworks out of my hands. Yes, and then had lightning strike the tavern. I mean, it was a whole big thing. The whole town was on fire. Well, I don't think, I didn't set the town on fire. I'm not the dark spawn. I mean, come on now. I mean, lightning strikes and those set fires. I'm sure you didn't do it on purpose. It's magic lightning. Magic lightning doesn't always start fires. When we set that bird on a blaze (laughs) with lightning, when we hit the bird with lightning, did you see any fire? You realize you just described it as setting the bird ablaze, right? Yes, Ru- I, I know. Ruining your I, own argument. I realized it as I was saying it. Listen, I'm like really, I'm I'm not as out of it as last week, but I got a couple of snails for my fish tank, and I'm currently watching them um, be polite. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, snails are the best way to keep your fish fish tank clean if it's small. Because I mean, if it wasn't a smaller tank, I would get shrimp or something. Snails are the best way to keep it keep it clean. Listen, I mean, that, that, that's fine. I just appreciate that you're apparently sharing that with everyone. Well, what do you want me to say? I I've got to have some sort of excuse, and right now these snails are like there's three of them, and I don't know how all three are participating, but they're definitely having a good time. Are they maybe though? Because maybe I, they're just asleep. Yeah, or maybe one of the snails is like carnivorous or something and he's eating the other snails and maybe i picked up like a cannibal snail or something wow (laughs) i mean i don't think that's what's going on but 
Okay, that got dark real fast. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So there's a bunch of egg pouches everywhere. So I'm pretty sure I know what they're doing. Snails are pretty like most people consider them pests because they multiply really quickly. But they are great bottom feeders. So and yes, they have their own waste too. But you know, if you got an algae problem, snails. Okay, you, you heard that for the record, everybody. If you've got an algae problem, snails. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I realistically just reduce your light and reduce the amount of food you're putting in the tank. But, you know, if it's getting out of control. Why do that when you can just snails? I know. You know what I mean? Just snails. <laughs> but anyway, so, so yeah, we were about to go save. Uh, Theoretically, we have a video game to talk about. Right before the, right before I left, I had to take care of the snail problem, which is... Which is the new problem the Luminary has, because he was like, cool, i got to fix this issue with algae, so I'm going to buy snails. And now he's got a thousand snails everywhere. Fast forward like two weeks, I'm like, Andrew, there's so many snails. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) You don't understand the situation I'm in. Is this a video game thing? I'm not even sure anymore. Like the Luminary, all he's dealing with these days are snails. I think we're playing different games. Well, we are playing different games because I've got it for the Switch. So everyone listening, is it may not be. Okay, well, we are playing the same game, though. Yes. I just want to make that clear. So, yeah, we, this is the dungeon that has the monster nightmare mannequin creature that Andrew said was adorable at the very beginning of this podcast. And to be fair, I specifically mentioned like the slimes and stuff. I will concede the mannequins are not adorable, but I will, I do disagree when you're saying that the platypus are terrible or whatever. Like they're not amazing, but they're not nearly on the same level as this thing. No, they're not as nearly as I, okay, you're right. They are not nearly as terrible as this thing is. But when I saw them for the first time, the first thing that crossed my mind was not adorable. I don't get how you don't like the piccolo things though. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't like them. I, I I really misspoke before because realistically it, they they remind me more of Emperor Pilaf than they do Piccolo or Cybermen because Pilaf was very small. Yeah, I can, well, I can at see least Cybermen. In newer versions and super he's small. Okay. There's another guy I'm thinking of, Garlic Junior. Ooh, Garlic Junior. He's kind of small like him, although he does become kind of a giant Hulk creature later in in, in that Dead Zone movie, but. This isn't what we're talking about. At some point, we got to play a Dragon Ball game just so that way. We'll have to play Kakarot or something because then it'll be a DBZ RPG. Then I can just unload all of my information. And I'm going to be the one sitting here like, you're going to be giving me all the information and I'm going to be the one who just sits there and listens. Yes. Unlike every other time. What do you mean, unlike every other time? I've played, well, okay, Final Fantasy, I didn't really play it. I played the crap out of Final Fantasy X. I just never played X-2. But you did give me all the information on Witcher. By the way, I've been watching this dude on YouTube, and we missed so many details. Oh, I'm sure we did. So many things about that game that we missed. Like, you know how we were talking about how, you know, different paths and different things. Like, there's so many dialogue options that we never saw just because we did things in different orders. Like, it's nuts. Like, there's so many different things. That doesn't surprise me considering like, and that's the thing because like consider how thorough we already were and there's that much more. And that makes me so excited for cyberpunk, dude. I am like, I can't wait. 
I, I'm I'm disappointed that it was pushed back to November, but obviously, you know, I, I'd rather they take care of themselves, and I'd rather the game be, you know, polished and everything than come out rushed and people are, you know, staying up all night or whatever just to finish a game so I can have a little enjoyment in September versus two months later in November. Like, it's not, not that big of a deal. But I can't wait for Cyberpunk, man. They, I, I think they, they, they did a gameplay video. I don't know if you saw that yet, but oh, I cannot wait. It's going to be another one of those. From what I understand, it's going to be a lot like uh, um, God of War, the new God of War, where the camera, like everything takes place in the game. Like no cuts. Yes. I don't think there's I, I if I remember correctly, there's no cut scenes at all. I could be wrong, though. I just watched a couple of videos because I was like, oh, cyberpunk. Anyway, Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> the 11 game. Echoes of the Elusive Age. Cyberman. So we're going through this this dungeon. You're going to make me go buy Kakarot, though, and I'm just telling you that because you keep talking about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I haven't bought it yet, but it is on the Steam sale right now if, to, to date this episode, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and I've been heavily considering it. I don't know how cheap it is. I think it was like 20 bucks or something, but I've been considering it. I don't, the thing is, I don't know because I hear, I've heard the same thing over and over and over basically about every DBZ game. If you love DBZ, get the game. If not, it's kind of meh because the RPG elements are there, but they're not nearly as strong as what they are in other RPG games. So I would probably buy it, but the the thing is, like, if you're not already a fan, it's probably just going to be one of those things of, ah, okay, well, it was a decent fighter. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I know I really enjoyed a lot of the other DBC games, and I don't even really care about DBC that much. I just like the really over How the dare you, sir, say something like this to me? Anyway, Dragon Quest. You know, I don't even really care about Dragon Quest that much. We just have to be playing this game. right. We got to go save Serena. Sabrina. I'm going to call her Sabrina for the rest of this. Sabrina, the, the the teenage cleric. We don't know if she's teenage. I'm pretty sure. She, well, no, I think she said she was like 18 or something. It's a it's a JRPG. We can basically assume everyone's a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. So about halfway through this dungeon, and this is the dungeon where you just kind of like, if I remember correctly, in the middle of it, you were like, oh, I'm just going to excavate out of here or whatever the spell is that you e- use. Evac, yes. And uh, I still have never done that. Still have never used Zoom. L- let me just say, I have 32 hours in the game so far, and I've literally never done any of those spells. I wouldn't even know how to access them. That's the thing. I can't find anything in this game. It's on the magic menu, like every other spell. I'm sure that you. I'm sure that it is. I. It took me forever to find skill points. You. You had. I. I, I sent you a text going, bro. How on earth do you update skill points? I can't figure it out. I yes, I think you mentioned that last week too, I, and I do remember that. That was a uh, a real crowning moment in the story of Chris. I'm just like, there's so many parts of this game that are just confusing because it, it almost seems like they just expect you to already know where everything is at. Which Maybe is probably because there's true on some level. Games, yeah, but. exactly. And they barely change anything, so it's probably true on some level. They just kind of expect that, which is fine. But it's like. This is the first Dragon Quest that I'm aware of on the Switch. They ported some of the older ones, but yeah, I mean, it's the certainly the, this is the first like major new release since the Switch existed, so. It kind of feels like maybe just like, let me know how to do this. And I know what people are going to say, but Chris, you idiot, every time they level up, it, it immediately asks you, 
And every single time that happens, I say no, because I'm literally in the middle of battling and walking from point A to point B. I want to work on my skill te- skills right before I save, so that way, if the next fight I get into, I realize I hate that skill or whatever, and I don't want to use it, I want to be able to go back. I'm sorry that I use logic and reason when I put skill points into something. I am a person who doesn't spend skill points because I'm afraid that I'm going to want something later and not be able to get it. And I know, again, everyone's going to say, Chris, you idiot, you can go to the thing at any point and they'll reset all your skill points. That's fine, but I don't want to waste money. Chris, you idiot, money is basically pointless. Hey, I get it. I understand, people. I get it. But you know what? I have a system, and so far that system is somewhat working. I I, I just have to laugh at something, because I was actually looking at the history of Dragon Quest a little bit since we were just talking about it, and I was trying to see what all had come to the Switch, but I got sidetracked for a second, because one of the top hits is, will there be a Dragon Quest Twelve? And I'm like, how is that even a question? No, <laughs> there won't be. Just like there's never going to be Skies of Arcadia 2. You know, I feel like the answer might be slightly different there. I feel pretty confident that there probably will be. I know. I really want a Skies of Arcadia 2. I'm getting a Pokemon Snap 2, so like, you know what? Here's the thing. Skies of Arcadia 2 is probably the only other game that I will be as excited for getting a, 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 a second version than I was Pokemon Snap. I cannot wait. That It's... As soon as that game comes out, whenever it comes out, sometime I think it said 2020 sometime, which they got about half of a year left. So awesome. You know, I really need a pick-me-up in 2020, and Pokemon Snap is just the pick-me-up that I need. I can't wait to play it. So we're inside of a dungeon. We get about halfway through it, and then we find <laughs> Serena. Right, and speaking of me using EVAC halfway through, the reason Chris brought that up and what was kind of uh, funny about that was I... I had already been in the dungeon before we had recorded last episode, and Chris hadn't. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I just, and I said something about, you know, I hope Serena's not X or whatever. And then he's like, how have you not met her? You've already been in there. Yes, exactly. Um, Andrew and I literally was, left like right before you get her. I, I think you were worried about her being the exact opposite of Veronica. I was, yes. a child in an adult body. I, I was, yes, because she kept talking about her being her younger sister and stuff, so I was really worried they were going to pull something like that, because that would have been incredibly uncomfortable. But no, she is a honey badger. Serena don't care about anything. You know, she's in the middle of this dungeon. You find her. Veronica thinks she's dead. Turns out she's just taking a nap. She's like, on bro, the, on the dungeon I got floor. tired, and it's time for sleep. I don't know what you expect me to do because (laughs) I'm sleeping. And then I'm like, I don't know if you were aware of this, Serena, but yes, we know you're the luminary. I'm the luminary and fireworks go off. (sighs) You you ruined it, Serena. I was supposed to say that I was the luminary, but both of you seem to already know how I don't know. I mean, you have that big glowing thing on your hand. I had to tell Eric. You know, he couldn't figure it out, and he's been obsessed with this stupid orb the whole time. Meanwhile, Eric is in the background just looking down at his bag like, is there a reason why we haven't brought up the red orb in the last 10 seconds? (laughs) Hey, do you two know that I've got this super cool red orb that you're definitely not allowed to have or see? 
No, we don't know that. Okay, cool. Well, I have the super cool red orb. Thanks, Eric. So after we get her, I guess it wasn't really halfway through the dungeon because it was a pretty much immediately boss time after you get her. Yeah, but literally, I, I apparently left like the room right before you got her. It was kind of funny. Which I think just was hilarious because there's also um, a because safe point in that room. I was sitting there baffled. I'm like, dude, how did you not see her? You've already been in that dungeon. There's a safe point in there. So instead of going to the safe point and getting her, you're like, nope, evac. And that's why I never use evac ever because just around the corner, there's going to be a safe point. And that is I'm, one thing I need to retract from my original statement from the very beginning. I thought that the fact that I only could use save points would be a huge hindrance in this game. Haven't really had any problems. And it's really funny because like the main reason I used evac is because I'm used to the old way Dragon Quest did it where you had to spe- like where there basically weren't save points in dungeons. So I'm like, I got to go back and save. I'm going to go back to the campsite. You don't have to do that. No, because they got those they got those save points everywhere. Yeah, the goddess like- statues. Which is really great, and you can do pretty much anything from the goddess statue, too. Yeah, like, all- Even from the statue, I'm pretty sure you can bring people back to life and everything. It, it does. It has the, all the exact same uh, services that a priest can do. So it's really handy. I've really never... It has not been an issue for me as far as I am in the game at this point. Yeah, which is quite a bit further than I am, I believe. At least one town further than me. I think that checks out. Depends on what town you're in. Fair enough. So... My concern, like I had said earlier, had come from the fact that Veronica kept insisting that her sister was, you know, her younger sister or whatever. But then it turns out it's one of those, like, we're twins, but I'm like five seconds older, so I call her the younger sister thing. Yeah. And it was really funny because obviously when they first show up, even though we already figured out that Veronica was definitely an adult in a child's body. The characters haven't. (laughs) The characters haven't. And when they meet Serena... And Veronica immediately goes over and she's like, oh, how are you doing? I thought you were gone or something like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I was just taking a nap. Eric's like, who is this woman? What is going on? We need to find your sister. And then Veronica, because she's like the sassiest lady I've ever met, looks at him and goes, hey, stupid. This is my younger sister. What are you, an idiot? Are you blind? Do you not see that we're twins? And he's like, I don't know. I just don't even know how to respond to this because yeah. How would I have guessed that you're a literal child? <laughs> I mean, in Eric's defense, he does make a pretty good point. And then she goes on to say, and okay, then immediately goes back to staring at his orb and like looking in his backpack. <laughs> yeah. The whole time she's like, Hey, stupid. Uh, so she's actually my sister. These people were stolen. She took th- this, this guy, this big monster creature came out and stole me and then started sucking all my magic dry. But instead of my magic, it was somehow sucking my age or something, but I don't have nearly as much magic as I had before. And then she's like, are you even listening to me? And he's like in the corner staring. Well, he's like, couldn't you see the resemblance? And he's like, hasn't even looked at them the whole time. Cause he's been staring in his backpack. He's like, all I saw, he could see their outlines and he noticed that one was tall and one was short. And he's like, no, I couldn't see that. Meanwhile, I'm standing there as the luminary just going, Hey, does everybody cool. remember that I'm the luminary? Yes. Cool, 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 cool. We just talked about it anyway. So are we going to go murder this dude or what? Does he know I'm the luminary? Cause I feel like he needs to know that. Is he aware? Did did anyone did you tell him that you're looking for the luminary because you found them 
and then you kick open the door and the guy's like what's this and i'm like i'm the luminary and he's like oh no i'm gonna kill you and then i'm gonna get everything from this dark super dark guy and i'm like haven't you heard i'm the dark spawn and then i just slam both of them with the zap skill kill everybody all of his little shadow friends and then that guy's like oh uh, turns out this is a bad idea and then I'm so I'm shooting lightning at him and I'm <laughs> destroying him meanwhile Serena and Veronica are somehow tanking like 30 shots from these dudes yeah it's interesting because not dying because while they're guests they apparently just have infinite HP because they never seem to be slowed down at all and it was so broken because I didn't have to heal or anything because every turnaround Serena would either heal me or Eric, so I was just going all out on this dude. And, and Veronica's over there casting Frizz and stuff, and it's just like, cool, I've got nothing. I'm just going to stand here, I guess. <laughs> you guys do all the work. And and so then you 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 beat him, and you open the little pot thing and then, or whatever. And then you stand over thing. his corpse and go, remember, I'm the Luminary. And then I'm like, who's the dark one? What are you talking about? And it's like, why would you ask that question? You obviously know who it is. You were reincarnated to kill them. Are you stupid? Eric's like, what is, hey, you mentioned something about a dark one, right? What's what's up with that? You know who it is. Or at least, you know, yeah, you know who you, they must be talking about. You may not know who it is in person necessarily, but I mean, you probably don't, but like, come on now. Yeah, and it's like, well, he's not back yet. It's like, okay, you are literally, the Luminary was quite literally reincarnated to kill this thing. And you're like, who is that guy? Idiot! Eric, have you not been paying attention this whole time? Are you kidding me, dude? You should know by now exactly what the Dark One is. Is that the one? Is that the guy that, that everyone keeps accusing you of being? I'm like, no. This dude was not stealing her magic for me. Although that would be super cool because then I wouldn't need to walk around with the literal child because guess what? When she gets her magic back, of course, she doesn't level up in age. No, she she levels up in magic, but not in, you know, age. Which I feel like for for basically anyone in the universe, that's like the ultimate, like that's what you want. She has just discovered immortality. Yeah, just every time she starts to get older, just suck it. Turn turn that magic pot back on and suck up your stuff and then get young again. It's like you've discovered it. You have discovered immortality. It's instead of asking about the dark one, I would have been like kicking this dude while he's down, going, What did you do to steal her magic? How did you turn her into a child? What is going on here? Because I can sell this for like trillions. All the gold in this entire universe would be mine. I'll take it back to the to the dumb king and he'll forgive everything. Are you kidding and me? Then I can just buy an army and kill the dark one. I don't need to do anything. If I had this technology to just make everybody young again, everything would just be I'd have or, all the money. Or for that matter, you don't even need an army. You just go to the dark one and then do it to him and now he's a kid. Yeah, it's like, hey, and well, okay, Andrew, but are you just going to keep doing that over and over and over? Because the implications are that you're going to stomp a child. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is if you could go back in time and kill the baby dark, dark one, is it worth it? 
I don't know, man. It's still a baby. Although I guess if it's like a hundred percent destiny, you know, it's which it does seem to be because the luminary thing and everything like it. The, this all seems to be pretty locked in stone here. So, so here's the thing. I get yes. You know what? If we got to as the luminary, I feel like it's our responsibility. <laughs> oh, it's so dark. I've, I was listening to a podcast today that literally was just talking about basically that exact same conversation. So I guess my head was already in that space. <laughs> So now that we have this super technology, I'm just going to go around the universe, this whole world, and just be like, yo, you want to be young again? Cool. Give me all of your money. Trust me, you got time to build it back up because no, no, now no. you're a child. No, 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 no. I don't think you heard me. I think, I'm worried that what you heard was I want a lot of your money. I want all of your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an important distinction. You can have one gold and you got time to build this back up. Just imagine, Sultan... Or, or king or whoever you are, because we're literally about to meet. I think he's like the sultan of the area or something. Yeah. After this. But anyway, just imagine with all the intelligence that you have now with your garbage son who doesn't do anything <laughs> for himself. Just imagine with all of this knowledge, you as a child, if you give me all of the money... You can have all that knowledge and just be a child. And now just imagine how fast you'll be able to, with all the knowledge you have, you'll be able to immediately code Google or something and just have billions of billions of dollars. So giving me all your money now is realistically just an investment in your future. We're being, we're going to be fair here. It doesn't matter how much money you have, you give it all to us and you get it. So if you don't have very much money, it's cheaper for you. Exactly. So anyone We're being out there, very fair. This is a very fair system. It's I, I can't think of a more fair system. You know, the richer you are, the more expensive it is. But everyone can afford it. Give me all of your money. And then I'll give you a piece of bread, provided you can survive long enough to get more money with all the knowledge of your child self. You know, you'll be able to become a success in no time. And I mean, you know... Um, like child labor laws and stuff are probably going to have to be all worked around again, but you'll figure that out. Yeah. Just go into the adoption clinic or something and, you know, just explain to them about how cool you are and that you are actually, everyone knows that this technology exists. So like, they're going to believe you instantly. And so anyone who is an actual child, like there are no actual children anymore because everybody just resets. all. Everybody's just stuck in a cycle of going back. Except for there's a few people where the process goes a little wrong, but we don't talk about that. As far as you know, those people don't exist. Yeah, it's like maybe a 10% chance. And and by that, we literally mean like an everyone but hers. Apparently, this it happens a different way. Like a 15% chance that it's going to be fine. You know <laughs> what I mean? No, no I, I mean, like, here's the thing. A 20% chance that something could go wrong. It's really not that big of a deal. 25% is not really a problem <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. And, and, and think of what it's worth. So after we save her and after we, we take out this dude, the very next thing we do is go to the, we go to the desert because now that we've got her back, we're all good to go. Veronica gets her magic back. And we do save that little girl's uh, Oh, that's right. Here's, yeah, the one time Eric has been useful. So we're sitting in there, and this guy is like, oh, thank you so much for saving me. My name is, like, Leon. And Eric goes, wait a minute. I think I know Leon? that Leon? 
I think I've heard that name before. Yeah, probably. It's a pretty common name, Eric. And the guy's like, I got a jet. Okay, well, that's weird. Let's go talk to Leon and his daughter and see how they're doing. And then Eric's like, that's right. This dude's a thief. Eric, just because you are a thief. Doesn't mean everyone is. No, he's right. I totally am. He wants my red orb. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Eric, please, with the red orb. No one cares about your orb, Eric. Literally no one. So then you go back and you talk to this dude. The king didn't even actually want it. He put it in a tomb. Yeah, he didn't care. He just didn't want you to have it. I think here's the thing, though. I do think well, this is this is too early it is way too early. Is it? You know what? Never mind. I got to I have a few theories and we're going to talk about them like I mean, three episodes from now. I, I, I am suspecting the red orb is going to be important because otherwise Eric just feels really sad. No, no, no. I don't I care got. about. Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing, people. We joke about how much Eric wants this orb. It's never come up again. It really has it. He's never brought it up once. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally just gets completely forgotten. Like, oh, okay, I guess that was a thing. You just have the orb now, and it's in his pocket forever, and you just it never comes up again. <laughs> as much crap as we give Eric, it makes we make it sound like he's literally the saddest dude on the planet. Like he is Smeagol. Admittedly, though, he did bring it up a lot before we got the orb. Yeah, so, like, we, we, totally weren't, we, we, we weren't joking about it at the beginning. Uh, he literally talks about it constantly, but as soon as you get it, it never comes up again. Yeah, and that's why it's so weird. It is odd that he hasn't at any point been like, oh, the lady that told me that you would be important told me that this orb is important, too. Cool, well, that would be information that I should know, but he just doesn't, he just wants the orb. And Which we still don't know anything about that lady, either. If it turns out that he just lucked into wanting the orb and it's really important later, Eric is going to be like a secret genius. He's like, dude, we totally need this orb. Well, how do you know? We I'm, just need it. I'm just saying I I would be shocked if it's not important at some point. Oh, it's definitely important because in the title opening or whatever, the entire party is standing with Yggdrasil and everybody has an orb and they're all shooting this light. It's definitely important. We just don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. What was so funny about that? I just laughed at the fact that we were, I don't know. I just. We're shooting this light. We're all shooting our shot at this tree and hoping that it'll date one of us. You just get one shot, one opportunity to shoot all the lasers you ever wanted. <laughs> if you ever get an opportunity to shoot lasers, do it. And I don't mean the laser pointer. I mean like legit lasers. If you ever have that opportunity, do it. Oh, there's a. Somebody sent me a link to a Kickstarter the other day. I think it was Kickstarter, Indiegogo. I don't know which one, but it's a lightsaber that actually shoots flames out of it. And it uses this flame accelerant. And that's what the, the, the beam is. And so when you take it across a wall or something, they only showed it on concrete because of obvious reasons, you know, fire. It showed that the wall was actually like staying on fire because it was the actual, the accelerant that was causing the stuff. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that they got like hundreds of thousands of dollars immediately because of course everyone's going to want that. Except for me realizing how dangerous that product actually is. Yeah, I was about is. to say that sounds legitimately, I mean, that sounds cool to describe, but also genuinely terrifying. If you gave that to literally anyone, it's like, cool. The first thing they're going to do is slash it at another person, and they're just going to set that person on fire. 
With if you have a laser sword battle, it's like cool. Let's have a battle with one another. With one another, and <laughs> to it's the like death. sweet. Oh, cool! I've just thrown like fire accelerant all over you, and now you're on fire. People do not understand the implications of how dangerous that could be. I'm just putting it out there. You know, cool product, probably not feasible, and definitely going to be classified as like a weapon, but but cool. Not unlike an actual, like if a lightsaber actually existed, it's not something anyone would just be able to buy. It's like, oh no, it exists because like it was cool to see it work, but literally no one can be trusted with this technology. Also, yeah. that's just not how lasers work. They would just <laughs> pass right through one another and then you would just kill each other anyway because the lasers just don't do that. Oh, well, there's a special force field inside of it that actually causes it to be like an actual sword. It's like, cool. Then, like, why don't you just... The force field is what hitting them is hitting them, not the laser. And it's like, I understand that, but what's making the crackling noise? And why does the laser crackle if it's the force field that's actually doing it? None of the stuff you're saying makes sense. Lightsabers can't exist in real life. Like, just deal with it. I understand that that's upsetting to hear. But we got to be real here. That technology just doesn't exist yet or possibly ever. Just like hoverboards, the only way to make that work is to use either air or magnets. Either way, apparently there's this dude who recently, his hoverboard that he invented, which is basically just a giant airboard, which honestly, super cool. He used it to cross the, the English channel. But like, not everybody, it's not going to be a child's toy. That's not how it's going to go. No child is going to be like, you can't give a child that. So basically what we're saying is Veronica is not allowed to have a lightsaber. Yes. I don't know where I was going with this whole thing. I'm just saying like, <laughs> these products are super cool, but mega dangerous. And I know it's like, well, Chris, you're just being a buzzkill. Like, yeah, I get it. Maybe because I don't want to be set on fire from some <laughs> random dude with a lightsaber. I mean, I'm going to go I'm going to be set on fire, it's going to be on my own terms. I was actually about to say, I'm going to go ahead and take it a step further. I don't want to be set on fire, period. I don't want to be set on fire, but if I have to be, I want to be able to set the stipulations. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, though. If you were going to say, I have to be set on fire, you would probably go with being set on fire by a lightsaber because it would be super cool if you had to be set on fire. Well, yeah. So here's the thing. If I was, if I made the conscious choice to be set on fire, obviously I would wear a fire suit and I'd wear that gel that basically makes it so you can be on fire. I would have a stuntman come in and train me on how to actually do this. I'd make sure that there is a pool around. And then when they were to light me on fire, they would use a lightsaber. That's how it would work. But realistically in in my everyday life, if I were to suddenly set a blaze, it's not going to be on my terms. I'm just saying, if I have to, I'd rather it be on my terms. You know what I mean? If you have to be set on fire, you want to be prepared. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's a situation where anyone has to be set on fire. I'm just saying. In the event that this hypothetically happens, you're ready. Yes. I know exactly how I would do it, and I'd have to buy one of these lightsabers to get it. But anyway... <laughs> Again, Veronica is not allowed to have not a lightsaber. Not a sponsor. <laughs> no, no one would sponsor us. Why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> Come buy our product that will talk about how it sets you on fire for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, whoa, dude, these guys figured it out. Like, yes, I know. 
when somebody was sitting there in the QA testing meeting, I'm pretty sure in the video, people were actually using it to like spar a little bit. They know that it's fire. They understand that. And they're like, okay, well, obviously we can't set each other on fire, but I don't think they're being super clear about the fact that it's fire. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say like that product is a million lawsuits that are already being written out for it. Like as soon as that (laughs) Kickstarter passed, lawyers everywhere got excited. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, yes, dude, the fire, the arson is just going to be like high. Like, um, that's really dark to be excited about. And then we go talk to the Sultan. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we go back. Yeah. We talk to Leon first, who tells us a hint about that. Allegedly there's a branch in this next kingdom that must be a part of Yggdrasil because it's so amazing. Yeah. The rainbow. It's they it apparently this branch like controls the weather or something somehow and it does something really amazing i don't know exactly what it does but somehow we need it basically what we're trying to do is get, is to, get to yggdrasil because yeah. i can talk to yggdrasil the two girls mention hey yggdrasil's really important obviously you know you do this future thing because in inside of here one of or inside of that dungeon there's actually one of those little raindrop things again the roots yeah and it was that's how you figured out like the secret password like i thought that part was kind of cool but in the grand scheme of things like what did you even need a password for if you were literally just going to give it to us don't get me wrong the whole section was kind of cool but it kind of felt like why is this really necessary it may just have been introducing that mechanic for like future things where it'll be a little more complicated it's possible but just to get you an idea of hey you know you may have to go because there may be like a dungeon in the future where you have to go find all of the those and then you can get through the door or whatever. Yeah, it's possible. And and so then it, Eric walks up like a baller and he's like, hey, you're the Leon that knows things, right? And he's like, oh, I've heard a thing or few. And he's like, oh, I knew you were a thief. I knew you were in my area. And the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. First Let's off, take man. take a step back, dude. Knowing things and being a thief are, I don't know if you're aware of this, but those are very different career paths. And then Eric is like, back when I was a thief, I'm like, that was like two days ago. (laughs) It was yesterday we got that stupid orb. I'm like, yeah, you literally stole it, bro. Like you were a thief two days ago. We just ran from a bunch of knights and stuff. Yeah, but they were after you. That's not the point. (laughs) Like, dude, you're definitely still a criminal. What do you mean when you were a thief? You actively stole an orb and it's actively in your possession. You're still a thief. Did you steal the orb from the bad guys just to give it back to the king? No. Then you're still a thief, Eric. And you know what? You'd still be a thief even if you did it that way. You would just be a thief doing good things. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd be... Like the opposite of Robin Hood. I'm going to steal from the bad and give back to the good. I mean, not good. He tried to kill the luminary. So I'm going to steal from the bad to give back to the bad. Who's probably like mega bad. Steal, steal from the bad and give to the worse. Yeah. Who's in charge of a kingdom who just slaughtered a whole bunch of people. Well, we didn't see any people there. So my guess is that everybody just left. You know what? You know what would be really interesting is if we found out later that there was a letter that you, he gave his wife or something, and he's like, "When the 
when our son leaves, assuming our son leaves, it is of the utmost importance that you get everybody out of town because something bad is going to happen. And that would be so cool if he did that. I mean, we can only hope. I'm hoping that that's what happened because maybe then, you know. That would definitely make the whole going back to the past to talk to granddad way less depressing. Yes. Because then it's because we were sitting there talking about how, well, he probably died because he had this stress his whole life. And it's like, oh, we just ruined everything for grandpa. Hey, grandpa, what's up? Although your grandpa had died before then anyway. So technically you haven't changed the past yet. So your grandpa would have died regardless. So you know what? Dead grandpa anyway. You know, you don't have to feel sad about that. <laughs> that particular part, the rest of it, maybe, but. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, realistically, it's also sad that the grandpa is dead, you know. I mean, generally when a family member dies, that is usually considered sad, yes. Yes, I understand that, you know, I may not be up to date on all of these human feelings, but I've I've come to understand that people uh, get sad in those situations. I Yeah, I, that, that sounds right. I'm, I'm no expert in this area, but... So anyway, now we're heading to the desert, but on the way... We run into the Tackles. The who? The, the little mini dudes, the Tackles, that have their town that go, everything goes like 8-bit. Oh, I totally forgot about those. This is a Switch-only thing, so if you don't have the Switch, I guess just ignore this. Yeah, so, yeah, we discovered this is content that only exists on the Switch, but... So the Tackles, I think, are still a thing, because they're in the opening cutscene and stuff, but like going to their village is apparently Switch-only, and from there... It's interesting because for one thing, the game forces itself into the old style. And I want to say the sprite work is really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. The sprites look excellent. The random spawn is apparently set up to 11 because every five, like every five pixels, you immediately get into a new battle. But like, there's a lot of details. Like you can see like the character's head hair move and stuff. Like it's so anyway, so they send you back there. Again, that's cool. But I cannot stress to you how annoying it is that the spawn rate in this section is so unbelievably high. Oh yeah, I know. It was extremely high. I'm not disputing that at all. So So high that this is the first time I found a rarefied enemy. I was confused at first because... The enemy was a different color. I thought it was just a boss and it had rarefied next to its name. And I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. And then you kind of immediately learn it. Cause in the, in the next area, there's a quest to specifically hunt for a rarefied version of a monster. But yeah, I could, which is the first time I ran into it was specifically going out there for that quest. So yeah, I ran into one in this pixel section because like I said, <laughs> I fought a lot of enemies in this section because of the spot rate. Yeah. I was also confused as to why I was in a town and there was, I wasn't able to buy anything to which I'm pretty sure I texted you about going, I don't understand what's going on with this stupid town. Why isn't there anything in this game? And then you're like, uh, that's because you're supposed to do the quest. Everyone's gone at the moment. And then I realized, oh, and then as soon as you do the quest, the spawn rate goes to zero. (laughs) Yes. And all the people come back, but they still don't sell you anything. You're like, oh, or we're out of stock right now. I guess we can't sell you anything. I'm like, okay, cool. So you're not even going to sell me something interesting for having the Switch version? Thanks. But, so, to back up slightly, yeah, you get to the Taco Village here, and this this forest section, and the elder of the village uh, tells you that the timeline is getting all messed up. Like, the, the time screen, the Tacos are supposed to be like the guardians of time or something. Hence, Tacos, I guess. And their town is named Tickington. 
because this game can't not have a pun in it for five seconds. So we have to go find these passwords through the main game and come back and write the time stream and fix all these problems with these various areas. But the thing that makes this actually really neat is the areas are all the previous games. You're going back to areas from each of the previous Dragon Quests and getting to like see moments from those games and solve quests. And I thought that was super cool. Now we're far enough or early enough that I've I've only found like solved like two or three of these quests at this point, but it's still really neat. I haven't gone back and done a single one of these quests because I don't know anything about them. Every single time I get one, I'm like, cool, I have no idea how to get back to that guy, and they immediately disappear. So I've just ignored it. It's Zoom. I'm just telling you. You got to learn how to Zoom, man. I'm never going to use Zoom ever. I'm just, it's just not, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to use that skill. You can literally Zoom to their town. I'm sure that you're saying that you can easily do these things. I've just never used Zoom, and I'll probably never use Zoom, so I'm never going to find out what's going on in these Tarkletons. <laughs> Tarkletons. Steve Urkeltons. When they broke the timeline, they went, did I do that? Oh. You started it. That's your fault. <sighs> Turns out they didn't do that because apparently it's another dark one thing. Yeah. This dark guy is just pure evil, you know? He's just not good. So the quest was relatively small. I, I don't, or, or, or I guess short. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just going to one ta- little town. I mean, it's just a neat thing because I'm like, oh, I remember this because, you know, I've played all the Dragon Quests. I haven't. And so none of it looked familiar to me. And I was like, oh, cool. I couldn't even figure out how the menu system worked. I was incredibly confused right out of the gate. And, and in fact, I was, it was so jarring because it was just immediate. Like, oh, hey, by the way boom, you're in this thing and you don't have a choice and all your party members are with you and everything. And I won't deny that it wasn't somewhat cool to see, but it was a very jarring right out of the gate, especially having not played any of the other dragon quests. Yeah, I I can definitely see that being weird for sure. Like I'm not going to dispute that, but for me as someone who has played every dragon quest, but 10, because 10 isn't available over here. Like, I, I got super excited getting to go back to these old games, even for just these little brief sections. Yeah, and I can see that. It, it just felt like, it just, it's just making Eleven feel like that much bigger to me, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Because it's like, you know, it, it's bringing in every other game now in a, in a much more direct, like, a lot of the previous games, you know, have had little vague references to each other and stuff like they like they do. But now suddenly, you know, it's pulling in all of... These other things, so do these all take place on the same world now? I mean, I know we had that conversation with Final Fantasy, but now I'm kind of really wondering that because how does this time stream stuff work if they don't? I guess you'll have to ask the Turkletons. I will. The the talkings. And Tarkles. I'm sure someday I'll go back when I use Zoom. We both know you won't. I just pro- I probably won't. It's not something I, I haven't needed it for any reason. So I just haven't used it. And everything else about this game has been very confusing to figure out. So I'm just doing little bits and pieces at a time. I'm just learning one new thing as each play session. All right, so what was what did you learn in the last play session? How to spend skill points. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I've recently been doing that because I've now figured it out. Maybe next time I'll learn Zoom. Probably not. One thing that is really nice that I have noticed 
because in, in previous games, Zoom would just take you back to the towns you've been to. But one thing I thought was really cool in in this one, it will also let you zoom back to any of the campsites you stayed at. Because there's a quest coming up where you had to get like three characters in tension and go fight a specific monster. So that's how I did it. I just wandered around until all three characters had tension and then immediately zoomed back to that campfire so I could go fight the relevant enemy. Oh, I just ended up getting, I, I got really lucky with that. I was in the area and by the end of the fight, everybody had tension. And then I used wild side, which is just insane, by the way. Like the animations, even just for all of these tension or these pep skills are super cool. Eric basically goes Ozaru without turning into a giant monkey. But there's like even a huge moon and everything. Like it does feel very Ozaru. You're right. Because his eyes turn red and everything. And then he just turns into a beast. So what I did is because you specifically have to kill the monster in wild side. I had to. I fought it down to red health and then did Wildside. Oh, you know what? You know what I did? I got lucky because two people had it. And so I was like, whatever. I'll just go. There was like six of these things all over the place. There was a bunch of them. So that way, if you messed it up, you could try it again. So two of them had pep. And so I just, I, I, I went over and I fought one of them. And I was like, well, if the other one doesn't get pep, you know, so be it. It got at down into the red, and then everybody suddenly had pep, and I was like, oh, sweet, wild side. And then I had to, I didn't realize that, I thought it was just a skill where then it would just immediately attack them. No, it turns him into this, like, beast creature, and then Eric specifically, and then you attack with Eric, and it does a bunch of damage. Well, yeah, so, it, I it, killed it, it, is that. it boosts, like, everything, and he gets to go twice on each of his turns. Yeah, wild side is pretty cool, and it's definitely something that I'm probably going to use again. The problem is I've used people's peps in different scenarios and not combined everyone's peps. That now they just get pep at random. Pep is pep is cool. I like it, but when there's quests that require you to do specific things with like everybody having a certain pep, it's just a luck of the. It's just the luck of the draw, and I really don't like that. I don't know if maybe there's a way later to kind of control your pep. I really hope that there is. I mean, I do. I can find that really, really annoying later. If I have to have specific members get pep at a specific time, because pep does not last forever until you use it. Pep can, you can go out of pep. Yeah. And it does last for a long time in between battles, but it does eventually wear off. Yeah. And so, it can be very annoying. So as a, as a whole, I really like the system, but I don't know. I wish I wish it was the same system as before where you could activate it whenever you wanted to, just like a limit break. Well, so that is true, but the thing about the old tension system is like there weren't special skills and stuff. So like that part of it I really really like. I cuz with tension you just did the same things as before, they were just more powerful when you used them in tension. And that's fine, but what I'm saying is let me activate it. No, I, I, I know what you mean, I, I and I don't disagree. I'm just, like, so I do like that they they changed that. And a one, one downside of the old system was a lot of boss fights basically just came down to everybody just does tension until you get to max, and then actually do something, and then you just repeat that over and over. So it kind of made fights really boring. I mean... Like, like boss-type fights, but... That's going to happen anyway. By the end of most RPGs... By the time you get to the end, you're so powerful that, like, it doesn't really matter. 
Well, as I, I just mean like considering you because you used turns to do tension and you could build up multiple levels of tension. So it was like once every four rounds, you would actually do something because you would spend three rounds doing tension. I guess I could see how that would be boring. But, you know, if it kills one of your party members in between there while they were in tension or whatever, like, I I don't know. I don't get me wrong. I'm just like, like, like. There were definitely pros and cons of both ways, is all I was getting at. Because it's the same way with, like, every other RPG. You use your limit break when you need it. Most times you don't need it unless you're in a boss scenario. Yeah, but, like, I mean, we talk about that, but then, like, FF7, you know, as soon as the fight was over, your limit bar was just gone, which was also extremely annoying. Yeah, I know. I I, I will say that is very annoying, because there are times where I wish I could have gotten limits, so that way I could immediately kill a boss. And maybe that's part of what they're doing here in Dragon Quest. They're like, no, you, you don't get to just save it until this point. But I, I don't know. I, I think there's pros and cons of both systems. I don't disagree with you, though, because like a lot of the stuff that they've added with Pep is really cool. But I did definitely agree that it can be very annoying trying to make sure the exactly the right party members have it at the right time. Especially when there's a side quest. When there basically are already zero side quests, there's so few of them. And then there's a side quest that's like, do this one specific thing, and these three people all have to have pep at the same time. And the frequency that that has occurred for me is so low that it's annoying. It obviously happened, but I had beaten the entire desert section. I was going back to leave the desert when I was finally able to do this. Yeah, like I said, I had actually already gone on to the next section and then teleported, zoomed back because I got it. Well, and that's what I'm saying is you shouldn't have to do that. That's annoying. And, and I don't disagree. I, I that having to have people all together at once, I completely agree with you. That particular aspect of it is is not great, especially because it seems relatively random as to when it happens. It's like, it's, okay, so maybe every 10 fights or every 11 fights-ish, you get pep. Well, what if you use somebody's pep, and now, like, the whole system is going to be off? And when you have four people, and there are times where I've used pep because I've definitely needed it. Specifically, I think it's Veronica's pep, I want to say. It's whichever one makes fire skills do more damage. Oh, yeah, that one's, uh, like, I think it's Veronica and Eric. And I've used that one a lot because it combines fire stuff with, yeah, it is those two, because it combines fire with Rabble Rouser, so every single time the enemy does anything, it does, like, 50 damage to an enemy. It's so powerful, and I've used it on several occasions, but that means that only clears their two peps. Serena doesn't have a pep on her own, so you can't even clear hers without doing that and yes the luminary does have a pep on his own but i'm I'm just saying it's very the whole pep system in general i love it when it's there if you get to a point where it's like you have to have it for this thing that I, i i can't stand it because why would that be a thing if i can't activate it whenever i want why would that be a quest that's just annoying you, you literally just have to wait until you get the luck of the draw that everybody happens to have pep at the same time. And I don't know, maybe there is a game system that if somebody has pep, maybe other people are more likely to get pep. So as far as I can tell, and I, I'm basing this entirely on my observations, I haven't done any reading about it or whatever, but 
it feels like it happens every so many turns that a person gets. And I say that partially because Eric and the Luminary tend to get it more often and they almost always go first in fights. Yeah, and sometimes the other people don't even get turns. Right. And I think that so I think it's I think that's look, there's some invisible counter of number of turns that maybe it's a range or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that's what actually triggers Pep. Well, and then you can get the skill that Pep triggers five percent more. Right, which I would assume would just cut the number of turns off by five percent, you know what I mean, in that counter. I don't know. It just seems very I wish I understood the system better because things like that just get annoying. Because if I get a side quest, I want to be able to clear it right away. And then when you go on websites to like, hey, what? how do you, what is an easier way to do this? And it's like, yeah, you literally just have to wait until you get the perfect storm and then you can just zoom back. That's annoying. But overall, like I said, I really like the pep system. I like, I like it when I don't need it. And I like it when... It, it, it's definitely a, a nice, it's definitely a nice thing that comes up every once in a while. And it's like, oh, cool. Well, my battle strategy is going to be a little bit different for this fight because this person has pep. And it does give you a little warning when pep's about to go away, which is usually what I like. So I've started kind of paying attention to that and then do a pep skill when it's about to go away since it's going to be gone anyway. I had no idea that that was a, the, a thing. So if you look. They have like that flame background behind them on the character screen in the side. Yeah. When it starts to go away, it'll start flashing. Oh, I've never noticed that. But yeah, if you notice that, so like they're like, they've only got a turn or two left. And so at that point, I always am like, okay, pep skill. Okay. So there, there, there's your, your thing, your mechanic you just learned for the next episode, for the next time you play. <laughs> there we go. So now I don't have to learn Zoom yet. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom and Evac will continue to elude you. See, that's the thing. There are just so many things that about Dragon Quest that I just don't know. And yes, I know you wouldn't have known that either, but because it's relatively new. And it's it's so far I'm really loving the experience. Obviously, by the fact that I'm farther than Andrew as a as a whole, I really, really like the game. Yeah, which is interesting because like this is the one that I was expecting I was gonna constantly be ahead of him because I love Dragon Quest and I figured I'd be so much more excited. And it's not that I'm not excited, but yeah, he's been really into it. I don't know. I had. I still haven't. I ga- I've given you lots of opportunity to catch up because I haven't played it at all this week, and I just don't see the numbers there. You to know? be fair, I had other things on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I don't care about anything going on in your life. The only thing that matters is the podcast and Dragon Quest. The truth comes out. <laughs> the only thing that matters is podcast. So back to the podcast when you. So when we finished with the, the, the Tickington or whatever it was, the tackles. The the next thing that we do is we go to the, the, the next kingdom and we're in the desert. And the first thing that you come into is you, do you go see the Sultan guy first? I think so. Yeah. You go in and immediately or the king go, to the, or whatever. go to the Sultan's palace. Yeah. Whatever. I think I'm thinking of Sultan because this is, this very clearly has like Aladdin vibes. Yeah. I mean. Yes, it's very, like, Agrabah. Yeah, Arabia sort of thing. So if he's not an actual sultan, then I, I kind of feel bad. So I'm just going to refer to him as a king from now on. But Well, he does still call the his son the prince. So, I mean, maybe he is still just a king. I don't really know exactly how it works. Yeah. Is the first thing you do go talk to the king? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yes, and he's preparing. When you go up there and you talk to the king. He won't talk to you because he's preparing. He is preparing for his son's big day. It's 
some there is a horse race in the kingdom. It's a big festival. Yeah. Every single year, but this is the year that the prince is going to participate because it's his coming of age or something. It's like a mm-hmm. big deal. And so the 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 king has gone all out for his son, which I mean, cool. You know, as a parent, you would definitely do everything you could for your for your child to make sure they're it's this is his time to, you know, show the kingdom that he's gonna grow up and be a good king and Exactly. And so then the his his son is like Cool. Well, I need to talk to you in private. Um, okay. I'm, I don't know you. I don't care about you. You're not whom I'm here to see. I need the rainbow. I don't know if you are aware of this, but when I kicked down your door and said that I was the luminary, I kind of, I thought it was clear I'm the luminary. Kind of a big deal. Can we kind of get this thing going or what? So he's like, okay, well, meet me in my bedroom. Weird. Okay, you go to his bedroom. That needs to be like, meet me at the circus. And he's like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, there's eyes everywhere. That's ominous. It it super is, and you're the one who said to meet here. Why didn't you just tell us to meet you at the circus to begin with? Yeah, like, why, why didn't you say that before? I I don't know. Because now it's weird, because now we're the weird guys who went into the prince's bedroom. (laughs) Did you go behind the king's chair and steal the thousand gold? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Why don't you look around in this game? I, I do, but I somehow missed that. I right usually, behind like, the king, there's a treasure chest, and there's a thousand gold in there. Oh, no. That's uh, super awkward, too, because you're like, yeah, uh, excuse me, your, your majesty, or I'm just going to take yeah. all of this. He's like, hey, man, I'm the luminary. This is, what, this is what's owed to me. Give me all your money. Thank luminary you. tax. This is the luminary tax. Just you just kick in the doors and then you bust open all their treasure chests and just walk away with all their gold. That's what you do. <laughs> You're the luminary. And and it's it it's really funny because when you go over and you talk to uh the queen, you're like, Hey, what's up? She's like, Oh, I'm so proud of my son. This is his big day. Do not bother the king. He's got a lot on his mind. Immediately went over and was like, Yo, king, I need the rain bow. <sighs> I got to prepare for this. I got to prepare for this. Who are you? What are you even doing here? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm the luminary. It seems like your guards are doing a bad job if you didn't want me here. Also, just ignore the fact that I just took your thousand gold. You you did what? Nothing. I, I did nothing. Yeah, I did nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. You got a treasure chest back there that always had like just a big rock and nothing else in it, right? And, and, and so then you, you're like, cool. Well, I'm going to go meet your son in his bedroom because that's... Definitely Not weird. something I thought I was going to say today. <laughs> well, and did, did you talk to the queen after meeting the prince? And she's like, oh, isn't he? What do you think of him? Don't you think he's a great person? Yeah, you get, no. You get to pick yes or no. And if you pick yes, she's like, I know he's going to be a great king. And if you pick no, she gets like, get out of my sight. <laughs> 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 How dare you? So here's the thing. I've decided in this section because I was just like, you know what? whatever no i don't want to do this you go down and you talk to the you you talk to the prince he's like meet me in the meet me at the circus okay i guess at the middle of the night it's gonna be the circus plays at night there's gonna be a lot of people there no one's gonna hear us um buddy i don't know if you're aware of this but if you don't want anyone to hear what you're doing Going into a huge public place where there's a lot of people is probably a bad idea. 
yes, there's going to be a lot of people there and a lot of noise and distraction from the circus, but if someone was actually spying on you, that would be the easiest way. It would be so unbelievably easy for someone to blend in at the circus and pretend like they're not listening to you. And and, and to be fair, you could also kind of get around that problem by, you know, having a disguise or something, but he just comes right on in as the prince. <laughs> Yes, he admittedly, he does wear a a hood that he then immediately takes off and displays that he's the prince. Right, exactly. Yeah, like it, it that that was effective for all of five seconds. And it's like Thank he's you. wearing the royal robe or whatever. It's very clear that it's him. I don't know why anyone didn't go, hey, it's the prince. Hey, it's that guy. Holy cow, the prince is at the circus with us tonight. Oh, oh my wait God. a second. He's got glasses on. That can't possibly be the prince. <laughs> the Clark Kent. He's got the robe on. I've never seen the prince wear that before. He's never been in his pajamas in broad daylight, so that can't possibly be him. But it's not broad daylight. It's in the, it's in the middle of the night. But it can't be him. So then you wait, and I, like an idiot, I went to the inn. And I was like, cool, I need to wait until night. $32. No problem. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, it's morning. Oh, crap. Okay. Now, you know what's funny? I did the same thing, but I went to dusk because I wasn't sure if it was dusk or night. Eh, eh, eh. Wait a minute. Then I'm like, cool, another 32 bucks. Okay, I got to wait till night. Well, dusk is technically night, and why would the circus be open at actual night? So dusk. No, you can't go to the circus yet. Ah! <laughs> So, so we another did thirty-two dollars down the drain. Now I go night, and this guy's like, "Oh man, this luminary dude just loves giving me money." Look, man, I am extremely tired. Okay, <laughs> you don't understand the situation that I'm in. I need. I'm like a cat. I'm awake like five hours a day, and then I got to go to bed. And after the first two times you'd make, I made the mistake. You'd think I just zoom to another location and then just sleep it off. But no, I didn't do that because money is pointless in this game. So I I spent the other $32 and then I went there at night. Well, and also you can't do that because you've like made it your life's goal to never use Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that as a goal. It's just something that has happened. It's but not it's a goal f- now. <laughs> it's not my fault. I've never used it. I mean, it is literally 100% your fault. It could not possibly be anyone else's fault. <laughs> The game has not been clear that Zoom is something that I could do. So how am it I explicitly supposed to know? tells you that you get it and then gives you a pop up on how it works? I must have just skipped past that pop up. It should be an unskippable pop up, you know? <laughs> you have to use it for it's, the first time. It's, it's like not my fault that I match your- A. It's like those games you get on your phone when it's like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you can spend gems now. And then it like forces you to go spend the gems that it just gave you instead of just allowing you to exit and just have the gems. Screw you games. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it should have done. So again, it's not my fault. I've never used it. How dare you not force me to do the thing. And so when you get there, the king... He waits for the circus, and then there's a whole bunch of circus people, and then this dude comes out that this acrobat guy is throwing knives at people, and then they're then he shoots him with a gun or something, and they disappear. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this dude, but he seems pretty cool. 
It, that doesn't seem like foreshadowing of he's going to be a part of anything at all. Yeah, I mean, he got his own cutscene. He's definitely not important or anything. He also was definitely in the opening movie, but that also doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I had no idea. I'm legitimately, I spent this entire section thinking that he was evil. I spent this entire section thinking that Samondo I mean, was evil. He, the game kind of makes it co- come off that way. Yeah, he definitely and seems d- evil. And to be fair, there's no reason that couldn't be the case. Just because just because he's in the opening doesn't necessarily mean he has to be a good guy. It just means he's important. Well, I mean, he's standing with everybody at Yggdrasil, so I have to assume I have to assume that he's going to be a party member at some point. And then they go out of their way to just like you were talking about emphasize that Silvano is like directly Sarah at the party, like the, the whole time he's doing this. Yeah. He's like, like doing all these tricks and just like laser focused on you. It's like, oh, cool. It's the prince in the party. I know that that's the luminary. Everybody knows. I <laughs> shouted it when I got into the circus. Like, guys. And then the prince was like, I thought we were trying to be incognito. I'm like, well, you're wearing your clothes. I'm with the prince. I'm the luminary. He's about to tell me some secret stuff. Don't luminary come up hang here. out with the prince. Like, do not come up here. Me and the prince have to talk about some stuff in secret. Shut up and sit down and watch the show. I'm the Luminary Lightning Bolt. <laughs> and the whole tent's on fire. The whole tent. I'm not catching. We had this discussion. <laughs> when you when you light the the bird up with lightning, the bird did not catch on fire. Did you mean when you you mean when you set it ablaze? Did the bird catch on fire? Or yes or no? No. no. So that means it's magic lightning. There's no fire involved. It is just a party trick that I'm using to tell people I am the luminary. You make it sound like I'm this mega evil dude. You well, make it sound like I'm the actual dark spot. You, you, you kicked out all the doors and steal everybody's stuff. <laughs> okay, Andrew, you would have stolen the king's money too if you had known it was there. Yes, but I'm also not like kicking down doors and stuff. I'm just saying. I, the door is fine. I'm just kicking it open. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen a Western? Nobody opens a door normally. Okay, but to be fair, that's always at the saloons where the doors just swing and they're and not they like... bust open doors. You don't know what's going on in these situations. So while you're sitting there talking to the prince very loud... Yes, he informs you that surprising absolutely no one at this point he's actually never done like any of his lessons or anything and he's actually terrible at all this stuff yeah it wasn't at all very clear that he's like i need to talk to you when no one's around like okay you're clearly an idiot oh and what's somehow that? You... this is my problem well what's that you didn't do anything and you need me to pretend to be you i i never saw this coming like, so you want me to ride the horse for you? And this, the game gives you an option of yes or no. This entire section, I chose no for everything. I was about to say, it doesn't really give you an option, does it? Because I guarantee the game's going to be like, but thou must. No, it doesn't. But it's just hilarious, the reactions that people have. Which is why I've started saying no to absolutely everything, except for side quests. Because side quests, when you say no, it's, it's literally like, oh, cool. I mean, I you guess... can go back and accept it later, but they're like, I guess you're not going to do the quest. Oh, we had the, I had this whole quest marker for you and everything. It's like, it's not going to go away, but I guess you're not going to do it. Well, for him, it, it, he's like, so are you willing to help me? No. 
What? You're not going to help me? I don't, but, but everything's going to be ruined. And how are you going to get your rainbow? And then it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to. And it's actually funny. Meanwhile, everybody, like the entire circus, like, it's like that music stops meme. The, like the whole tent is just like staring because he's screaming about this. And, and Veronica is, and I don't know if she did this because I said no, or if she just did this because she's Veronica, but she's like, you lazy, good for nothing piece of filth. Like, no, what she, is wrong with you? She does that anyway, because she did it for me too. And and she's she's like, no, we're not going to help you, you idiot. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I guess we're, and then he's like, well, you're not going to get the rainbow then. Okay, I guess we're going to have to help him. And then but it makes this. Must. And then he's like, okay, cool. So you're going to help me. And he leaves all happy. And he leaves, and Silvando clearly notices the king emblem or whatever on his back. And he's yeah, he like, just is staring. Ooh, and I'm like, well, well, that's not ominous. This dude's definitely evil. I mean, we, you know, we're half joking here or whatever, but it is worth pointing out that in Dragon Quest VIII, the villain you're chasing for like the entire game is literally a court jester. So. <laughs> uh, it's possible that he is evil. Yeah, there's no way for me to know, but he he definitely everything Silvando has done through here and this entire section. I'm like, this guy is evil. It, 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 he gave off a bad vibe. I don't disagree, but I think we'll get to the race next time. Yeah, that's since good. I <laughs> since we spent a lot of time, a whole on. bunch of time talking about snail politeness. <laughs> I'll try to rein myself in next time, but you guys need to understand something. When I first start one of these episodes, like you just don't, you got to understand that there's probably going to be a good 10 minutes of me just saying whatever and not making any sense. Even Chris doesn't know where the conversation is going. Yeah, there's no way for us to know, even though we know exactly where. And this isn't because I don't remember anything about the game. This is just like that would have happened regardless. You don't understand the state that my brain is in at different times. I I blame quarantine and the fact that we're all going half crazy these days. No, I see. I can't even blame the quarantine because I was even, trying to give you an out. You can give me as many outs as you want, but people know that if this ever ends, there's nothing's going to change. I need people to understand that there's a there is a a a precedent that I have to set early. That sometimes there's going to be some weird stuff going on in the beginning. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's early. It's we're over a year in, but okay. Okay, whatever, man. You know, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I guess when Just you consider, you know, up the snails, I guess when you consider the, hopefully the entire life of the podcast, this could be pretty early. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. People just have to accept the fact that I'm insane. I accepted that years ago. So, <laughs> but on that note, yeah, that is going to do it for this episode of video games cover to cover. As always, you can find us on Twitter or on our discord or via email and the contact information will be included in the episode description. The luminary! <laughs> <laughs>